0: So rabbit starvation is because, just in case you wanted to know, it's because it's so lean. There's no fat in rabbit.
1: And you need fat in your diet or you die. Oh.
2: (laughs) Or you need fatter rabbits. (laughs) But it's possible to fatten up rabbits.
3: Genetic engineer
2: I don't think in a meaningful way. I mean, they've got those huge breasted chickens that they've mutated, you know, that can't even, like, stand up. You would think you could do the same thing to a, a rabbit.
0: I like my rabbit like I like my beer. Hoppy. I hate you. But <laughs> it's the second time today you've said that.
2: I feel like maybe this is a uh, <laughs> an no. undercurrent uh, issue in your guys' relationship. The current
0: is dumb words come out of my mouth and you laugh and then you're upset at yourself. Am I
3: laughing? You <laughs> turned away. I wasn't laughing. I assure you. <laughs> God, you're the worst <laughs> I'm
0: sorry if I'm not very bunny <laughs> Oh lord uh, That
1: one was rough
0: yeah. one was,
1: I like the hockey one That bunny one though I don't know about that one
2: <laughs> To you get
1: some entire. honest feedback From a stranger you just
3: met. <laughs> this is a podcast where it ends in Chad's death <laughs> <laughs> And we eat him yes. I, I thought that's where that was going maybe <laughs> But we actually prepare it Properly,
2: With the greens. Yeah. I was reading about a cannibalistic serial killer over the weekend because oh. you know that's how I spend my weekends. Yeah.
3: Yeah. As one
2: does. It was just, there was this guy uh, uh, somewhere in New England, and he killed kids and ate them. And he actually fed some to his neighbors. He had a cookout and fed them kids and they had no idea and they were telling him like this is terrible. <laughs> he told them it was venison. That was his like excuse for why they weren't used to the way it tasted, but they nobody actually liked it.
3: Right, because no one prepared
1: so it, it properly. They didn't get the taste the taste, right? They didn't get the taste for it. No.
2: <laughs> it didn't d- develop into a whole community of cannibal serial killers. Oh boy. Oh. And you know, maybe it was the fact that they were kids. <laughs>
1: People dealt with it for the rest of their lives. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I mean, it's not their fault. They ain't doing anything wrong. But then, good lord. I, ain't I mean, with the luck. kids were already dead. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty upset, though. It's like that. You know,
3: it's like when you eat something that you don't like. You're like, well, that was an unpleasant experience, but we can move on from it.
1: I mean, I feel like the step beyond it. <laughs> but maybe not. Maybe not as many steps
3: beyond it as I yeah. think. <laughs> I don't think you like have to go into therapy. I think you're like these kids were dead. It was their time. Holy moly!
1: (laughs) It takes very. I mean, I was about to say it takes very little to send me into therapy, but I also think that that's not very little. I feel like that's therapy worthy. I think. Let's do the show.
2: I think the 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 thread through the day since we saw the movie has been how little value you place on the lives of children. <laughs> Always, <laughs> because we saw a quiet place, and uh, I feel like the only moment of that movie you're really, you know, gu- gunning for, you're really a, a, bo- a booster for, is the one where a child dies. Yeah. That's the only moment where you kind of... I could sense the excitement and the, the...
3: Well, I was so happy because I didn't want a movie with him in it. <laughs> and when that fucking toy went off, and I'm like, hey, this asshole put the batteries back in. Yeah. He's four. How? He's the real monster. <laughs> the I, would, I would agree. He's the real monster trying to kill everyone. So
1: then he's
3: it's it's the best moment is when he's gone because i'm like good now
1: now we can get down to business
3: yeah
2: (laughs) and it was all downhill from there
3: yeah then we we never do but it's the hope (laughs) that is instilled in that moment like the dead weight is gone
1: (laughs) i get it i get it
2: okay guys we we're recording and uh, this is the Watching Machine podcast that you're all listening to already right now. <laughs> and we went to see A Quiet Place this week, uh, the horror movie directed by John Krasinski. I'm pretty sure it's his uh, his debut. Uh,
1: it is not. Oh, no. It is he not has... his directorial debut? It is his third direct yeah. movie.
2: What? What are you talking about?
1: He directed uh, the film adaptation of Brief Interviews with Hideous Men. Oh, yeah. How could I forget? And he directed, I think it's called The Hollers.
2: Yes. Good Lord. I'm an idiot. I knew about these movies.
1: So.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. He actually directed Brief Interviews with Hideous Men. He, he he just directed episodes of The Office as well, which you kind of would expect. I, I that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's always what happens with sitcoms is one of the actors wants to... Yeah, use it as kind of a stepping stone Get to directing. Involved. But he directed brief interviews before he directed any Office episodes. That's pretty interesting. I um, think
1: that was like a passion project for him.
2: Okay, that makes sense. He's uh,
1: a white dude with a beard. <laughs> <laughs> Anything with
2: David Foster Wells would be a passion project for him. Yeah. Okay, so I'm surprised. This doesn't feel to me like a third movie. It feels like a a a, a, a debut. Like, And not because it feels amateurish or something. It just feels like the type of movie somebody makes to be like, hey, look, everybody, I made a movie.
3: Yeah.
2: And then he would move, like his third movie would be brief interviews. or, or His second movie would be brief interviews because he had the clout now to make whatever he wanted. And then the third movie would be the hollers because he kind of had to level things out. Like yeah. nobody responded well to brief interviews, so now he's got to make something with a bit more massive, not mass appeal, but, you know, more appeal. <laughs> appeal. (laughs) Something less high concept. Okay. So, and, um, I think before we start talking about the movie, I'm just going to put out there, which I usually don't, and it's a little irresponsible of me. We're going to spoil everything. Um, so, you know, if you haven't seen the movie, you probably don't want to listen to this. So the premise of the movie, I'm sure everybody listening already knows because they've seen it, but it's that, uh, it's a very small scale horror movie where, the world has been overrun by these monsters, which I'm pretty sure are aliens mm-hmm. that uh, are blind and are basically indestructible. They're covered with like this bulletproof organic armor, um, but they have uh, incredible hearing, and any sound you make causes them to descend on you immediately and kill you, And for no good reason that we can tell. They don't eat people.
1: <laughs> I mean, we don't we don't know either way, I guess.
2: Well, now because they leave corpses behind. They don't eat them. That's the... true. Yeah. Or maybe they are just very... Uh, you know they have a small appetite <laughs> because True. half of the old lady was missing
3: well, I just assume that they only like the noise is so upsetting to them
2: oh. that they just
3: go. oh that makes sense
2: but then they should run from people
3: well I think once it gets to a certain point it does
2: like when they first landed they were actually a very peaceful race of aliens Perhaps.
1: <laughs> and they're but like no. no one will shut up
2: oh, <laughs> well guys before we start getting into everything let's just let's just get our reactions to it out. How did everybody like the movie? I'm going with a four out of ten myself. <laughs> I would go a little higher than that.
0: I thought I had a pretty good time. Um, oh, and by the way, this is Chad dog. Yeah, hi, this right is right Chad. Now. This is my second time here.
2: Yeah. Is that it? I feel like I've been here a bunch of times already. No. Okay. Well, so Pacific Rim, I did this. Okay. I'm Matt. Chad is this the, is Chad. The other male voice. Nicole's here. Hello. And Sandy's here. Hi. <laughs> so now that we got that out <laughs> yeah you, you you go higher than a four i go higher than a four i would hit
0: like a six i liked everything they did i had a lot of questions that didn't get answered but if i focus on what they focused on i had a pretty good ride
2: like if you just don't nitpick so much yeah. you just enjoy watching a movie
0: yeah i actually i could have done with less of things rather than more. I didn't need more explanation. I needed less things that needed explaining. What do you
2: think, Nicole?
3: I liked elements of the premise. I liked what they were trying to execute. I think that what knocked it down to probably a similar score to yours was that, and I think maybe it is, that they over some things while leaving other things completely untouched that created this really half-baked
2: world yeah it's dissatisfying like in some ways they're extremely prepared for this they've like thought things through Mm -hmm. and then in other ways it seems like the most obvious stuff they should have taken care of they haven't or the most obvious kind of changes in their behavior they haven't made
1: yep
0: i have a lot of feelings about the varying proficiency levels of
2: stuff
1: <laughs> it did seem to kind of go all over the place that was yeah i i would say a seven out of ten wow and i think it's mostly because i'm rooting for For the old J.K.
2: Yes, Sandy is a big Krasinski fan from way back. For as you noticed, when I was like, "Oh, this is his first movie, isn't it?" She was like, "No." Excuse me. (laughs) She is very familiar with his career.
1: Quite familiar with his work. (laughs) I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. Thought it was good. I had some like really specific like problems with the story and then like a couple specific technical problems with the movie they they briefly talked did you see they briefly talked about making this a cloverfield movie
2: i was gonna bring that up i had not heard that at all but i was thinking what a huge missed opportunity because it's paramount Mm -hmm. they own
1: that's part of yeah yeah
2: they could have very easily just said uh we're gonna call this you know a clover place or something well, the, <laughs> and, and the it's clover done patch. part three
1: the writers said they were relieved that didn't happen idiots <laughs> they, they said they really like cloverfield but they want this to be its own thing i think it's definitely better that it's its own thing especially when they just came out with like well the netflix disaster
2: that's the problem is that uh, that movie brought down the stock of Cloverfield so much. Which is
1: really unfortunate.
2: Yeah, because part... Very upset about it, It's a rare franchise in that the first one is like a popular movie. I think it's actually more of a cult movie than people think. Mm-hmm. Because,
1: because
2: there's there's people who love it and people who are really turned off by it. And I, I hate it.
1: <laughs> I love it so much. I've seen it so many times.
2: <laughs> but then part two, you know, kind of comes out of nowhere and everybody's blown away by it. Yeah. So... <laughs> You didn't like part two? I liked it fine. Okay. <laughs> I'm not like nuts about it, but I mean, people were really impressed by it. Mm-hmm. Like the, that was the general reaction. And then I think if this had been Cloverfield three, it would be like a prestige franchise, but the part three we actually got was so bad that it almost undid all the goodwill that part two had raised. But if this had been part three instead.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
2: And man, I think, yeah people would be like fighting to direct the fourth Cloverfield yeah that would have been nice <laughs> now I feel like the best case they can get out of it is like a TV series
1: <laughs> no don't say- <laughs> well, it, can- <laughs> it can come back it'll come back I would love to see John Krasinski led Cloverfield movie but
2: that guess- was also a sequel to A Quiet Place I'd like that <laughs> if Cloverfield 4 was also Quiet Place 2 and I was thinking yeah. Quiet Place 2 is a, definitely a possibility these are the, the producers are the same guys who produced A Purge and I mean that is yeah. sequel bait you know they're on part 4 Yeah, the first Purge. Yeah, the first Purge is part four. That's coming out this summer. Mm -hmm. So they're going to keep making those until people stop going. I feel like this movie has it this dark
1: killing. Uh, sorry. Well yeah, we're <laughs> I mean, gonna keep going until the real purge. Yeah, <laughs> this is all build up. It's gearing up for the release they're of like, the purge. They're
2: like, let us lay it purge. out for you. This is how you execute yeah. your first purge. <laughs> yes. I was wondering what Quiet Place Two will be like. I don't think it'll focus on the same characters. Better not.
1: Wait, they're not making another one, are they? They should. I don't think they will.
2: I don't think they will either because it, th- this one's somehow kind of been painted as like a they, classier genre movie. They
1: killed their guy.
2: Yeah. For I
3: know. Well, now they need to kill the rest of the kids. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> especially if, that crying baby. <laughs> yeah, the shut it up. It's <laughs>
2: worthless. I would like, uh, just, I think they should completely drop this family. We got their story. I want to see what's going on in another part of the world because we know yeah. this is a global
1: like to see a prequel. I would like to see it all starting to
2: happen. Ah, yeah, that's a good idea. And they could do a prequel without it feeling as cheap a reason for making a sequel, I think. Yeah. Hey, it's a great idea. They could just call it, you know. It plays. A... Yeah, that's what was... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
1: sorry.
2: You didn't mean to take it out from to there? <laughs> Before the quiet. <laughs>
3: that
2: works too. Like, did you ever see The Dead Nicole, the zombie movie? Yes. And that was set in Africa, right? Yep. And then they did a sequel, which was set in India. So, you know, they could do another one, like, set in Brazil or wherever.
3: Well, wasn't that going to be, uh, I think, Cabin in the Woods? There had been some toying around with a sequel being one of the events in the other country that we briefly see on screen.
2: (gasps) Like the Japanese? Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Sandy is a big Cabinet Woods fan. That would be great. (laughs) I would love to see that happen. I I yeah. I feel like there is a lot of interesting stuff they could spin out of *Cabin in the Woods*, and I think they need to do a Conjuring Universe style elaboration on *Cabin in the Woods*, where the merman gets his own movie yes. and the unicorn gets its own movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Like there, the sequel potential is through the roof because you got a chart with like fifty characters on it, <laughs> each of who. Heaven.
3: How- I want to know about Kevin. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what, what if they gave that Pinhead uh, knockoff his own series? That'd be great. And if they actually get to like 10 movies? <laughs> I just want Kevin.
3: Who, is that we need to talk about Kevin? Was that like... That
1: was actually in the same universe
2: yeah. as Kevin in the woods. Yeah. I'm all for a Quiet Place sequel. I want every horror movie to get as many sequels as possible. I love it when they just get worse and worse cool. and... <laughs> Uh, and the movie is doing great. It's uh, the number one movie this weekend. It's aiming to do fifty million, which for you know a movie like this is pretty pretty good. Let me see if I know what the budget is.
1: Uh, I think was it seventeen million?
2: Wow, that's nothing. You're you're dead on. How did you know
1: that? We did some research.
2: <laughs> seventeen million budget, and right now it's at seventy one million worldwide, which wow. is fantastic.
1: Oh, it's nice that it's a reverse like that. <laughs>
2: this is i'm looking at the wiki page right now just because i was looking for the budget and they're mentioning all these characters names
1: yeah i didn't know any of their like reagan and marcus what
2: i don't think any of them get mentioned over the course of the movie nobody's called by their name but then in the credits everybody's got first and last name
0: yeah
2: they're the abbott family right
0: yeah they're people. They have names. There's a story that we don't
2: know of. You've got a list of stuff you wanted to mention, right? What, what do you got for us? All right. Well, so
0: one of the things that bothered me, because again, this is this is where I think that they showed too much and should have showed less. These characters, for, for this family of four, two adults, they showed them being so proficient in so many things and having accomplished so much in a period of the year and 100 days. Yeah. yeah. No, and, like, let's knock off what they're doing in winter on this. In addition (laughs) to having a canning operation, a full operating farm, because I I I doubt they're running industrial machines to plant all this corn. (laughs) Um, They have strung up lights. He has set up a surveillance system. They have dumped sand From here to the closest town, like, the amount of work that they have done is just too much for me. And that was one of those things where I kept noticing, like, wow, you know, all right, let's look at all the stuff they have canned for the winter, apparently. This is a thing they know how to do on top of being nurses, doctors, (laughs) engineers, and it's like, just take that out just show them that they looted some crates of granola bars and this is how they're doing it it's like no they're eating home-cooked ceiling meal or floor meals (laughs) you know like you're doing too much stuff and it's all cool and i would believe it if it was a community of people and people were able to specialize and spend their time but like they're all just faffing around so much. I,
1: well, if they're farmers, I can I can buy the canning thing. Like that one, I can I can get behind. That that seems realistic to me. See, I want
2: to assume that they were operating in that farm before, not that like they settled right. on that farm. But he's right in that that corn wouldn't be there. Like they would have had to have planted it only a few months beforehand, right? Yeah. And it's at such a level of like density. Also,
1: it seems like a weird choice to plant such like a noisy food. And, like, <laughs>
0: Noisy crop. Yeah, like, corn doesn't harvest easily. You yeah. wait until it gets crinkly as all hell.
1: It, like, makes noise to eat it. And
0: what? they have a silo full of corn already.
1: Which... Well, and, oh, that was terrifying. And also, all of these things, like,
3: to put up the surveillance, to hang the lights, to build the things necessary to operate these things... Noisy!
2: like skrasinski would have had to go around like the perimeter of the farm like banging a pot or something to keep them away long enough to actually install all this stuff
3: because they would have just killed him yeah (laughs) so i don't i understand that the invasion happened very slowly probably with like maybe one or two aliens coming to earth and then growing very quickly but that there's you still don't have the prep time and they already ha- on the third month already have so much shit unlocked, including this path they've established certain routines at that point so yeah well, maybe you, they were already preppers
0: that was a theory that these guys had but mm-hmm. i don't see that because they're so bad at so many <laughs> other things
1: i the thing that really was killing me was why aren't they just at the waterfall all the time <laughs> That's, like, that really bothered me. That bothered me for, like, the whole movie once they introduced that. I'm like, well, that was dumb. Because, <laughs> first of all, if she's that pregnant, and they, they're going to build, like, a soundproof crib to put their baby in, they not how the waterfall. So like,
2: I think we, we're supposed to infer that they're in upstate New York. Because they've got the New York Post available in the streets and i don't think that's a common thing if you're outside of the state too chilly Too oh yeah yeah and that's where i was gonna go with that is that they're already wearing kind of warmish clothes i guess maybe it's like fall i have no idea based off of the corn the, the height of the corn where should we assume what time of year it is that's
0: late summer but i, well, I could buy that being late summer in upstate new york okay i, I don't know if i buy corn in upstate new york <laughs>
2: Well, it's got it's got to be New York, right? There's no New York Post in like vending machines in, in small town streets anywhere else. New York Times, yes, not Post.
3: Probably though today, yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: oh,
3: I, I would have bought New
2: Jersey. New Jersey does <laughs> have a snagger cultural area Okay. About that, I'm I'm down. I think this is Jersey, and they're they're a gross enough family to be believable as Jersey. Are okay.
1: not gross. Jersey's not gross. That,
2: okay. <laughs> okay. I'm from New Jersey. New Jersey's gross. <laughs> New Jersey's not gross. I had no idea. <laughs> I love it. I'm so good with these <laughs> these judgment calls. <laughs> hey nicole i've got these nazi movies you've gotta watch (laughs)
0: i'll be
3: sure after temple
0: so like you said waterfall this is a great thing that they don't leverage at all they have figured out enough to be like the fire the fireworks thing like that was an effective countermeasure and they're foolable by as little as, like, when she sets off the timer in the basement. I'm like, why don't you have more countermeasures like this? Why don't you have yeah. more bells, more things that you can press a button, and there's a noisemaker halfway across the farm
2: that's going to drag him out of your immediate area. Like, Yeah, because yeah, he's been dumping time into trying to, like, develop a better hearing aid. He could have just as easily been creating kind yeah. of uh, awareness I, I send apparatus. off this
0: radio signal, and it detonates... A bomb it, it just it just sends an electrical signal to something somewhere else that makes noise and maybe that's still one use but it's a lot less of an investment than a firework show <laughs>
1: That's true. Those aren't
0: cheap. It's like Keep these things guessing. Just keep bouncing them around everywhere else that's not
2: where you're at. And, and then that's also in, in the same vein, they've got open doorways everywhere because uh, presumably you can't open or shut doors. It's too noisy.
1: And they're but, still living on multiple levels of a farmhouse. Like um, they,
2: they are, I think, mostly staying off the ground floor. But then they're just wandering around outside all the time. Yeah. Like, Solo. This is my one, this is like the deal breaker for me. I cannot enjoy this movie. Like it actually is a painful movie for me to sit through because everybody's just always wandering off on their own. Like the, the mom is crying like halfway through the movie because I should have been carrying the baby, you know, that then he wouldn't have yeah, died. you should have been. <laughs> but yeah. really what somebody should have done was not left the fucking kid alone. Why was the kid anywhere by himself? Why a the kid in the back of the line? <laughs> yeah, he's four years old. There's like, fucking killer in, monsters everywhere. In
1: non-killer monster world... <laughs> parents wouldn't do that. Yeah. They wouldn't have their youngest kid trailing behind. Like
2: You don't do that in a parking lot. You definitely don't do it during an alien invasion. <laughs> they, they knew he was a monster. <laughs> yeah.
3: They knew. It they was all for calculated
1: little line. To me the fact that they let the girl walk off and like Emily blunton go after her when clearly like they'd had a problem with her going somewhere she wasn't supposed to go like same day they like, Like, yeah, okay, take some time for yourself.
2: What? No. (gasps) And on top of it, she is deaf. So it's like, if something's creeping up on her, how's she going to know about it?
3: Well, and she, my biggest issue with that, especially if she's on her own, a deaf or hard of hearing person isn't going to be able to regulate their sounds because they don't hear the sounds. Oh,
1: yeah. So she's not going to be able to
3: stay silent or quiet because she will not know that she stepped on something that made this large noise so she is a liability through and through but there's nothing done with that it's
2: quiet it's kind of irrelevant yeah. like the main reason for her to be deaf in a movie ends up becoming so that they have this hearing aid well
3: and but, so
1: that they all have an explanation for already being fluent in sign language yes
2: yes very very we all also agreed on that that like I I think that's the only really clever thing the movie did. I thought
1: that was smart. Yeah. yeah.
2: where it's like okay, her being deaf actually contributed to their survival versus everybody else because they were able to communicate in a silent way that wasn't common. Yeah, it would kind of explain why they'd made it as far as they did when everybody else around them was dead. But what I thought
0: would have been more interesting than a deaf character is a blind character. Somebody who it's like, well, shit, all our ways of normally communicating with you, we can't use. Like, what do you do with a kid that you can't talk to? Also, what are they going to notice that you don't? This is your window into these monsters, kind of?
2: My uh, yeah. Yeah. theory is that when they do the prequel, we're going to discover that they did also have a blind kid, but they <laughs> died right away.
1: <laughs> but they like that kid even less
2: <laughs> than Bo or whatever his name is, so
3: that one there is no one worse than that <laughs>
1: they didn't um my friend i went to go see the movie with we were talking about how they didn't like do anything to make him and like she hated him too and she was saying like they didn't i was talking about i was talking about it actually and saying how like you care about georgie really fast and like he becomes endearing really quickly and they didn't do anything anything like that with this kid and he was only like a liability and only an obnoxious problem
3: <laughs> well and he was young enough that he children in that age are incredibly quick to pick up on language are incredibly quick to pick up on routine and certain things so his prancing around, giving no fucks about really staying quiet. The, Let me grab this toy, because that's a thing. A, a child would
2: understand.
3: He'd know better,
2: especially that, when no. he's being instructed really directly. Yeah. Like, you're not even allowed to talk, dude. Right. <laughs> like, you think he would understand. Oh, this is, like, really noisy. That's bad.
3: But not only that, he then is like, oh, I'm, I'm already a problem for you hold my beer because i'm putting the batteries back
1: in if the battery thing was like why how does he know
0: (laughs) he saw them get taken out
1: yeah but
2: yeah he's he's quick
3: (laughs) he's four and we assume again this is well this is only three months in formative time he they, they don't have a lot of gadgetry
2: but Krasinski is a mechanical genius, and he's just passed that on to oh, his okay. offspring. <laughs> Which
0: he also has somehow figured out how to silently provide power to his entire compound. Yes. Like, yeah. I don't know what we're all supposed to imagine that all of this juice is coming from. Corn. Whether... It's corn. <laughs> corn. That's
3: true. I have
1: to say, that corn silo scene was terrifying. Like, I thought that was really well done.
2: Here's... Uh an issue I had with the movie that you've reminded me of is that it's extremely derivative. Like there are very few things in this movie that weren't taken from better movies and not even like obscure ones, like, you know, big genre defining movies like that silo scene, you know, they wholesale t- uh, stealing moments from Jurassic park 4 mm-hmm. when the, the, the kids have that door, Mm. shielding them against a monster you know that's exactly what happens in Jurassic Park with the T-Rex and the windshield and you've got the like monster on top of the truck they're in you know like and they're trapped and it's also from Jurassic but Park
1: the sinking in the court thing that's the part that was scary but that wasn't consistent
2: because they hit they sank I was wondering about the physics of that a little bit, but I buy it. I, 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 I'm I, not going to nitpick on that.
1: That's the part. I didn't think the monster attacking them in there was scary. No, I thought that them ha- just sinking into the corn was terrifying. As someone <laughs> that has spent time... In corn silos. Oh, boy. You No, you don't stop sinking.
2: No. I think that's why that's, they wrote that scene. That's my
1: worst nightmare. It, although that was torn, like, <laughs> bit by bit from that Wonder Years episode. <laughs> where Kevin has a bad dream that, like, his friend is drowning in candy and sinks underneath. Note for note. Remake.
0: Why doesn't the monster sink? Uh, Did it? No, I didn't. it didn't.
2: Yeah, the
3: monster point. is also huge, which means so it we would don't sink know faster. how much corn is in the silo.
2: Now, if your weight spread out, it's like a water skimmer. Yeah, that's but the... these guys—they're pointy. They're nothing but like <laughs> long, <laughs> jabby things. Diving. No,
3: there should have been that. I was happy though that when the door came down, they figured out that oh, we can get our weight distributed and be on this together, which.
1: Unlike Titanic, yes, I
3: was thinking. I'm like, this is not Jack and Rose. Like <laughs> these were... kids know shit that adults did not, and was like, there's we're good.
2: It's the 21st century, though. You know, people were more uneducated back. In the there days were, were of multiple the Titanic.
1: Titanic moments in this movie multiple in terms oh. of stealing from other big movies i saw a lot that hand went. on
0: the glass
1: oh, i didn't even think about that one
0: oh that's the most titanic uh, that is the iconic there's, oh. steamy hand there's slowly. a scene where
1: like emily blunt's like one of the close-ups and the lights like flickering and it looks just like kate winslet when she's like looking for leo down in the <laughs> flood ship and then like the water actually does start to flood in and like which i was confused about i don't know where that came from and hitting from.
3: the candle and the like in yeah the, when it when you see it like sinking into the cabins on the titanic and you see it dripping in
1: yes yeah. yeah that was that was absolutely and so like that was even before the silo door thing so when it got to the door thing i'm like good lord
2: <laughs> the, the the flooding basement scene was more reminiscent for me of uh aliens yeah, and then of course it turns into Alien Three when the the monsters got her cornered behind that little waterfall yeah. and is you know menacing her.
1: How how did it start flooding?
2: They don't tell you, and I would just assume that it's the monster
1: when they
3: were flailing upstairs. around.
2: Yeah. like broke a pipe. Oh, because okay. they show you the pipe yeah. broken. They just don't show you how it got broken. You'd have to guess the monster did it because how else would that have happened? Yeah, but also the cr- kid the kid came back.
3: He came back.
2: Just he came back to life to flood <laughs> their He's house. Like
3: I didn't get it done the first time. <laughs> Typical Bo.
2: And how the fuck did Krasinski not notice that? He's like, yeah, coming out of the basement to go find his kids, and if he just turned his head six inches, he would have noticed the fucking it house is, is flooding. <laughs> yes,
1: water is loud. I I have to mention a Krasinski thing that really upset me when I read it. His uh, face. <laughs> Whoa, Nicole, we are going to fight. We are, what? What? And he's got that great beard. Oh, he's so handsome. He's so handsome. Ah. What I was going to say is when I was reading, like, you know, uh, quotes from him and and, uh, and Emily Blunt about the movie, uh, it came up that he was not a horror fan. And that one just really put a negative thing to the movie for me a little bit. And he also said that, so he like crammed a lot in terms of watching yes. all the big horror movies and he like named like modern horror movies and stuff. He's like, yeah, I watched like The Witch and The Baba Duke. I'm like, oh, so like really, <laughs> really new stuff.
3: <laughs>
1: and then he's like, and then, you know, like classics like from 30 years ago. And <laughs> was he was just so clearly not a horror fan. So when you said that like everything seemed ripped from other movies, I do feel like... Yeah, you're probably right, because I feel like someone who had to cram for the genre, who didn't like already enjoy that genre, they're going to like lean on tropes a little bit more, lean on like,
2: well, they're going to see or stuff not
1: tropes, but they're going to like,
2: like the, the stuff that is really that was really influential and ripped off a million times already. If they're seeing it for the first time. They're going to be like, oh, wow. And I got to use that. And they don't know. You know, literally 600 other directors have used it as well. You know, the first person you see on screen, he does the uh, character cutting across the the frame quickly Mm. trick, which is one of my, like, pet peeves. (laughs) Like, when I see somebody doing that, I know, oh, this, you know, this is going to be, like, a cliche-ridden movie. And this movie was flooded with them.
1: But it didn't seem totally aware of it?
2: No. Like, he watched Jurassic Park for the first time like six months ago and then was stealing from it and you know doesn't know that it's really obvious
1: <laughs> the 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 one that bothered me because I thought all the jump scares were super effective like,
2: oh they, no I
1: thought they were well done I mean it well was...
2: okay they're good for jump scares but using a jump scare in the first place is a bad move
1: right but for jump scares they were really well done mm-hmm. what drove me nuts was every time you know he brings his like finger to his lips, he's like <laughs>
2: I think they did that at least five times.
1: Yeah. (laughs) it's literally in the newspaper the one newspaper that's left that says it's sound
2: and he's walking up to people like be quiet like they they don't already know oh this is the angle well I
3: felt yeah so I just think that's because he's
2: stupid (laughs) but
3: I think that when he meets the guy in the woods he's doing that
1: like oh he's like begging out, bro
3: yeah
2: but on top the the thing I don't like about that is I think he put the idea in the guy's head I don't think the guy was about to yell (laughs) I was definitely about to yell
1: yeah i think he's about to yell
2: he was like giving this pained look like you know the only person i love is dead but he wasn't making his face like and now i'm gonna kill myself you know by proxy i he,
1: think he was getting there pretty fast
2: i think jim when he did his his <laughs> nose <laughs> yeah, his nose shove
1: he does have quite a quite a snout. <laughs> i the, like it i love his nose oh i love it. i love him. I love
0: how did he not hear whatever that incident was? It's not like he heard a noise off in the distance earlier. The monsters came over, ripped this girl. That's true. It was just kind of like he rolled up. He's like, how long have you been standing
2: here? Like, <laughs> Yeah, like um, um, th- the monsters, even though they react very sensitively to outside noise, they're very noisy themselves.
3: Right. Well, in- the- oh, God, sorry. Well, in that, so that sequence, seeing it the second time... When he is lighting the fire on top of the silo, and you see the other fires in the distance, I'm like, well, why isn't there some kind of collaboration happening? But then I'm like, no, absolutely not. You want space? Lots of space between Ooh. whoever the, the survivors are, because the more people you have, the more concentrated noise. Going back to my theory that the aliens, when they started, they hit these highly populated areas which and then they just kind of multiplied very very quickly um
2: and just for everybody's uh sake like the reason we're assuming they're aliens is because it's one of the headlines he's got tacked to his news clipping board where it says a meteorite landed near mexico and then also, one of them actually says like uses the word invasion. I'm, I think it says alien yeah. invasion. <laughs> well,
3: and there's all the imagery to space with the,
2: oh the rockets, the yeah.
3: rockets, and the boys. Well, the rocket, little, and then the boy being obsessed with space. Yeah, having it all over oh, in the bedroom. Yeah. He
2: draws the rocket on the floor. That's one of the first things we see. He gets himself killed over a spatial toy, and then when his mom is like reminiscing over him and crying she's in his bedroom and he's got rockets on his bedspread mm. and he's got a little mobile of the planets so yeah you might be right that might all be kind of a thematic allusion to mm. them it being really
1: like, one no interest
2: <laughs> well he's <it's> only four
1: <laughs> plenty of time to develop other interests
2: but
0: like even though we've got established that there's other people alive and they're spaced out what i would have liked to see spaced is like
2: out. Really? Oh he stole my pun. Um
0: No, but like it would have been neat to have like, oh, he's not going off to fish, he's going off to trade something for something else. Oh that's and interesting.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like
0: here's the place that I leave my smoked fish and I pick up canned green beans. Like you could still be a part of a community. Even if you're like, I don't want to be anywhere near you because you're going to get me killed. But we can still work out something together.
1: They also could have developed that, like, you know, the protection system together of that, the throwing the noises and stuff. So he doesn't have to tell his, like, nine-year-old son Mm, to, like, go set off some fireworks. (laughs) But I think it just becomes too
3: much of a liability. Having a small family as the central kind of focus... and them being isolated, I think, works. And I don't think that there is any real drive to connect these survivors. Because yeah, but you want the distance. You Because what happened with the guy in the woods could happen with anyone. Like, you could be living in this house. Because it's a sizable house. You could have, like, two or three families. But if you have another fucking annoying kid... <laughs> That's going to kill everyone.
2: And if you're yeah. spread out, it's kind of like the the monsters are kind of distracted in more yeah. directions. It's like, you know, suppose a baby starts crying in one of these houses and a whole herd of them are like a baby and start going that way. But then, you know, another one starts crying in his other house and that one stops. Then they get distracted because they're really dumb monsters.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: And also, if everybody's concentrated and by some, you know, misfortune that monsters actually find that group they can kill everybody in a matter of minutes yeah it's true as opposed to if they knock out one family here you know that's just that one family and i think by the end of the movie are are we supposed to believe that pretty much all the other families are dead because the kids do set off a bonfire on top of the silo to like signal for help i guess and nobody responds and it's not necessarily they could be just they didn't see it Because it's not a time they're expecting to see it, or it could be. I I
1: don't know that those spot fires are supposed to be a signal to other neighbors for help.
2: Well, I think normally it's just basically they set the signal off and it's like, we're okay. It's just saying we're Mm -hmm. still here, we're okay, but then, you know, if you see it sometime when you're not expecting to, it kind of seems like every night at about dusk he goes up there and sets the signal and comes back down, the family eats, you know, does whatever Mm -hmm. their evening routine is, but if the neighbors saw it like in the middle of the night or something by chance they would probably be oh
0: something's up so i I don't think these are the fires of gondor i don't think (laughs) (laughs) i I don't think that setting. i don't think anybody's looking for them at night i think they set that off to be like hey dad this is where we're at Ah, yeah yeah you're looking for us so
1: why is everybody setting that then
0: i think like it's like you said that at dusk it's just this kind of solidarity you're not alone in the world you might feel very alone But look, there are
2: other people. We're all making it do. You are
1: not coming to help you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But they do do a shot right after the kids light it, like panning across the horizon, like the camera is saying, hey, look, there aren't any other fires right now.
3: Right, because again, I think you're right, that they all do it at a specific time. There's one thing that is discussed or referenced very offhand in the beginning the first scene when they're in the pharmacy dad shows up after they've been walking around and the first thing that emily blunt's character says when she gets back is it's almost dark i think that maybe lighting the fires before it gets dark or just as it's getting dark again is kind of that hey we made it through the
2: day um like probably if they yeah, didn't I mean, get there yeah. to light it somebody would have come to check on them or exactly. loot their stuff <laughs> exactly
3: exactly so I think that it's it's more of a, we're here.
1: I, I am a little, I guess not totally confused because maybe he was reaching out to see if someone had like help or discovered their weakness. Mm. Um, <laughs> but know. he's like trying to like get a signal with like all these different major cities.
2: So yeah, on his shortwave radio. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But if people aren't converging, do you guys think he was just doing that to try to find if someone found, like, a solution?
2: Yeah, just for the sake of gathering information, yeah. He
1: has so much whiteboard space to <laughs> He does. He's only got a few bullet points down.
2: <laughs> the worst bullet points.
3: They're all shit that's taken from the headline
2: sound.
3: It's sound. <laughs> and
2: medical <laughs>
3: supplies. <laughs>
2: that bothered me, is that the one of the big kind of set pieces of the movie is Emily Blunt giving birth. Okay, the, the scene hinges on she has to keep quiet despite going through this extremely painful experience, or her and her baby die. But they knew this was coming.
3: Why are you getting pregnant? <laughs> well, I did. Okay, he's
2: John Krasinski. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs>
3: I with that. Why are
1: you getting pregnant? But I, I do think that like why didn't why, why weren't they getting birth control at that pharmacy?
2: Like <laughs> or, or yeah, cuz th- exactly. The very first scene in the movie, they're in a pharmacy getting medication for the son who apparently has an infection or something because he's okay later on. It's not like he has some chronic condition it yeah. seems like. But she becomes pregnant and it looks like, you know, she's in her like 8th month. <laughs> they have a calendar. She does give birth prematurely by I think like 3 weeks. But still They notice babies on the way. Mm -hmm. They've had enough time to like prep this coffin cradle for the baby. (laughs) That's that's gonna keep keep the sound keep the sound in. But they don't have medication for her to be able to give birth without you know screaming in agony.
1: I I also feel like and something that bothered me the whole time. And I guess you know it's hard to get there. There's a world full of like recording studios that have soundproof rooms. You know, maybe seek one of those out.
2: Yeah, instead of yeah, either instead staying at the family staying farm or
1: like rickety, like creaky farm
2: with a yeah, with a fucking vast cornfield for monster size. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe take shelter in you know a local music studio with those little pokey things on the walls. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Those foam triangles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: I, I just the whole maybe it's because I hate kids but I was like, why why would you do this?
2: Hey. It's a bad idea. Like yeah. you They've already got two.
3: Yeah, like you should be good. You lost one because he was the worst. You're hedging all of your bets on this one. This one's going to come out and scream and probably
2: fuck you over. So you don't want to bring something into this world. At least not at this moment. No. And especially when you've already got kids. Yeah. Like if they were, you know, saying, well, you know, life has got to go on. We got to have kids, whether or not, you know, it's this situation. That's reasonable enough. But they've already taken care of that. Life will go on.
3: Well, this was their replacement kid. This was kind of maybe it was both supposed to be like... they've had a year. They've this is them moving on. Mm-hmm. Although no one has moved on. And everyone should. So I
1: <laughs> it's so been like, that, like I, a year. I mean I just I
3: don't understand like why you would do that. Because it's you can't control it. It's going to be noisy. You're gonna be noisy in the process of this thing ripping out of your body. <laughs> Why? Nothing about it is good. Mm.
0: Yeah, th- yeah. This is a bad investment. When you have two adults and you need both of them to do all of this work that you don't have time for, it's like, let's take one out of commission Yes. and introduce another mouth to feed that isn't going to be able to help in any functional way other than get themselves killed for at least four years. Well,
1: that baby's th- not going to be able to eat corn for at least two years. <laughs> And I all hope,
3: they have. And I hope the silent sex was worth it because there's
2: no way.
1: That is something I was curious if they were going to like explore it all. Like how that, you know, but
2: I you mean. Just, you see John Krasinski and you think, oh, I hope this movie has a sex scene
0: in it. I do a But you're going to say you see John Krasinski and then you get pregnant.
3: <laughs> no, I see John Krasinski and I can understand why you're not making noise. Oh, shit! <laughs> yeah. But I I, okay. Again, like it's just nothing about those choices
2: made sense. This movie hinges on, like, I'm not much of a stickler for people making bad decisions in horror movies. I think a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, these characters are idiots. How could I care about them? And that usually isn't a problem for me. I'm cool with a character being kind of dumb. <laughs> but I mean, th- in this movie, where it, it's all about how you contend with the situation and how you kind of think your way around it. These people were really stupid.
1: And also really smart. Like you said, they like had so much covered and then some major gaps.
0: Yeah. You're, you're the smartest survivors in, you know, you're the top 0.1% of people. And you do these things. <laughs> like, you use oxygen tanks next to open flames.
1: <laughs> and I don't know why all of a sudden Krasinski was going at, like, the alien guy with an axe at the end. Yeah, I'm but... Not- his death was the most, like, unnecessary thing. I'm like, are, aren't you just supposed to be quiet? Like, what are you doing? It's like, it's
3: on his board. Indestructible. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of, like, six things he yeah. has down. Like, that should not have been lost.
1: So, an axe? <laughs> armor i know what will
2: an axe <laughs> i know what fears is bulletproof armor God, that
1: was a really weird choice i did not understand it at all i didn't get him screaming he could have just like taken stuff like you know he could have, all have these thrown the axe. he could have thrown it he could have like
3: yeah, but we needed the drama
2: and i think also it
1: was just it, it was such unearned drama that <laughs> i was not i was not
2: i think that's how you should pronounce. You know I do like that. drama I that, that isn't that, that hasn't been earned.
1: That
3: was fake stupid. drama
2: is drama. Yeah,
3: and I <laughs> think that you drama. <laughs> but I think that you have. I mean, it's supposed to be what some kind of callback to Man in Woods, where he screamed because he was like, "There's nothing else to do," and this was him having that same experience of this is the only thing I can do to protect my kids. And he just and promised it's not a, It's not the only thing that you can do. You're just a really bad provider in this situation <laughs> and a bad father.
2: I think As- you're also supposed to think that he was basically dead already because he had been badly injured i don't think they do it good... there was
1: no reason for that like that's that's that was his axe move that was just... <laughs>
2: good yeah. good. i think a, a reason for that could potentially be a reason for a lot of the problems the movie has could potentially be because it was a rewritten script it's that there was a finished script that the producers presented to him and then he took a crack at it and changed all these details <laughs> and probably you know didn't think maybe as much as he should about how um, things might I conflict with each other. I it would
1: other. have been worse had he not adjusted.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the um, original script from an interview I was reading had no dialogue.
1: I thought it had one line. Okay. I read something that said, I
3: think, like, one line. Okay. I think it's really important to distinguish that this movie does have quite a bit of dialogue. It's just an ASL. That's true. Which is That's true. completely There's valid, a lot, though. And it shouldn't be decried as not yeah. dialogue. Yeah, you're right. Um, and script and words that are being communicated just as...
1: Oh, I feel shitty. I didn't mean to. Like, uh, well, I
2: don't know. I mean, I agree, it's a language, but like, when you, you know, when you, when your move for beautiful is like, <laughs> like yeah, doing that. I don't,
3: don't like watch watching the There's not a ton of yeah, room but for you like don't delivery. Watch a Japanese movie and
2: say, well, this is something I have often wondered about, um, because I watch lots of foreign movies, and I think we give them probably more credit than they deserve because we can't really understand we can't experience them the way they actually are existing like we just kind of assume the acting is good when we can't really understand the acting mm.
1: i guess maybe the word to use here would be like like audio dialogue would that be the way to like spoken talk about
2: it? Spoken, spoken
1: dialogue good well because yeah. you're still speaking yeah right you here. speak yeah, sign I language mean, okay um <laughs>
0: verbalized yeah
1: verbalized <laughs> verbalized okay that makes sense no i feel i feel bad like i I think that's a good point I yeah about because it like that. it's still especially because you
3: do have a deaf actor yeah yeah that's you're right. so important See,
2: they made a big yeah. point out of having an actual an actually deaf actress and in terms of reasons to do that i almost feel like the only legitimate one is so that people wouldn't complain that they hadn't used an actually deaf actress uh, no because it, it like I can see how there's a movie out there where you have this actress in situations of peril and something's, like, coming up to get her and she doesn't know. And she's reacting in a very genuine way in the performance because she actually can't hear whoever's creeping up on her. But that didn't happen in this movie because the monsters were all CG.
3: No, but it did. Yeah, I I understand what you're saying.
2: Like, there was a, a scene where something like that happens, but that's not what was actually happening on set.
3: But I also think that there is other nuances that are, that I was really happy. Um, for example, whenever the, whenever we're kind of with her, solely with her, everything is silent. Mm. I really like that. Um, I, again, I wish there was more kind of done with how she's navigating in the world because she doesn't understand and conceptualize the sounds that she's making. So she, especially going off on your own, would be perilous. So I don't, there were elements of that that I wish you had a character that could bring so much authenticity and interesting layers to these things. And I thought she was actually fine in the movie.
1: I thought Um, she was really good. I thought all the kids were like... That I, was the
2: little kid from um, just as a, as as an aside. Wonderstruck. Oh, really? Yeah, I hadn't she, seen that. I knew him from uh, *Suburbicon*. Oh no,
1: her. Yeah, she's. Oh, from the
2: girls from Wonderstruck. Yeah. Okay, no, I didn't. I didn't. I actually didn't know she'd been in anything before this. Like the. Interviews I'd read said, you know, she had sent in an audition tape, and I kind of assumed she was like an unknown.
1: I think I think Wonderstruck was, and I didn't see Wonderstruck, but it looks like that was her only other one.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: but no, I
3: I was really happy that the use of ASL seemed to fit. I liked the way that again we we got her reactions to the world and how she was kind of taking in everything and how everything was just silent
2: to her i think it would have been a better movie if i can see a really effective short film where she's the only character
1: Mm -hmm. oh yeah
2: and it's the same premise well even
3: making a short film out of that beginning sequence because she's not reacting when the yeah spaceship but, goes off she's reacting to her mom and dad
2: yeah turning and her around. mom
3: is like horrified and so that's interesting to me as well because you are kind of your reactions in the way that you have to move in certain situations is all based on input from other people because you're not hearing it you don't know where it's coming from there's so much more that could have been done but i'm glad that they they took that
2: initial step
3: as opposed to other movies where you have a character that's supposed to be deaf,
2: they're not. You guys may disagree with this, but I think Krasinski is pretty much the lead character. I, I think yeah. most of the characters are given like pretty much equal weight, but I feel like he is uh, maybe just because he's the one who sacrifices himself. It feels like it's from his perspective the whole movie, mm-hmm. and it really should have been from her perspective, from the daughters. Mm-hmm. Like that would have been a more interesting movie. Or maybe I'm thinking of Krasinski as being the focal point because he's kind of like the creative drive off screen.
1: Yeah, it does draw more attention to him. I
0: think both the female characters had more screen time and I was more interested in what they were doing.
1: Yeah, because
3: we don't really see Krasinski do a whole lot. We see Emily Blunt's character doing a lot. Like, she's running shit around the house. She's obviously going out and helping get supplies. We see Krasinski light fire tinker with
1: hearing (gasps) aid. I still felt like he was... I felt like he was the main character as well. Again, that might be my own bias, but like...
2: I think it's because we know as the audience that he co-wrote it, produced it, directed it, and is starring in it. And it stars his wife. (laughs) So I think it just kind of feels like it's his movie, even if maybe that's not the way it is actually in presentation.
3: I think if you didn't know perhaps his involvement behind the scenes i i honestly feel that it's more emily blunt's story because she is the one that is dealing with the loss of the kid she's pregnant how is she going to do that plus she is the one that has i think the most interactions with the kids
2: and i think it's the daughter's story from the the screenplay's point of view because she's the only one who has an arc And I don't really care about character arcs, but she's the only one who actually goes through changes. John feels the same way about everything, the whole story, but he reveals to her that that's the case. You know, He's static. The mom's static because her whole thing is just, I need to protect my kids. That's her whole story.
3: I don't think that she's static, though. I think that what we're supposed to get with the shitty ending is that she is now leveling up. She's like, all right. So the dad was the provider and protector, apparently. Not anymore.
2: But it's like, still the same I, role. She...
3: Yeah, it's still the same role, but, that, but I think she has an arc. Like, she's approaching it differently. She's been through some shit, and now she's coming out on this side. I think that there's more developed there. You are exactly right in that Krasinski is static. From the first moment we see him to the moment he... does his thing there's no growth he's doing the same shit day after day he's interacting with people in the same way there's nothing about him that is interesting which is why i think we focus very little really on his story it's more like here's what he's doing to try to help these people
2: um his family but i'm getting a lot of uh the the positive feedback that i'm seeing online is um about how you care about the characters and about how they're interesting and i don't think that that's the case i think the premise is technically interesting even though i personally don't you'll find it i think it's a gimmick and i don't i'm not big on i don't take gimmicks seriously i like them but <laughs> that's not enough to make me invest in a movie but i don't i don't think they're quote-unquote well-written characters any of them
1: i thought uh the daughter is most in terms of like how much I saw her as like a full person and not like a character
2: she's the only one who isn't just a stock character like you could have easily just they bothered to give all these characters names for whatever reason but you could have just as easily called John dad uh, Emily mom the son the son you know she's the only one who has a defining characteristic that isn't just being a family member <laughs> Like she has her disability, and she's got her emotional guilt, and that's pretty much it. But I mean, that's a lot lot more than the other characters have. A lot
1: of anger going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that she.
3: A lot of anger. She's also an interesting character in that she, despite having these difficult emotions that she's going through, she's still like she's still there, trying to figure out what she can do to help her family i don't i don't think i agree with that
2: yeah because she runs away
3: yeah like <laughs> i think that like, she sees the fireworks she knows
1: what that means and she comes hightailing right back
2: but she still runs away
1: i i don't feel like she's really trying to do what she can for her family at that point i feel it, like well she... i think that that's a moment
3: where she's
1: i mean she's a teenager <gasps> no no so it's all I understandable, think that she's but... like this
3: is some shit and i'm out but no, the minute that there's legitimate danger and it's known in a way that she can understand, then she's right back in there. Yeah, but it... then
1: when she gets to the brother, she's like, he's not coming for us. Let's go. <laughs> like, I... But
2: she's trying to save the brother. because She's like, we can't just stay out. No, no. Because she even says, he's not coming back for us. He's coming back for you. I so
3: I didn't take that as I'm leaving you. It's like... I took it as I'm leaving. No. I think that that was more like we're leaving
2: because. But he would have come for the son, so she's she's not protecting the son. But she's there, so she's like, "Let's go." So he's not gonna come for the son because she is also there.
3: So it's kind of like we need to team up and get ourselves
2: back. (laughs) Even though Emily Blunt had said in the basement, the son knows to wait for you, so that uh, wait to wait there until you come and get him. Well. And he and that's what the son is doing. The
3: male children are terrible. Ha ha (laughs) ha. Yeah, Boku's trash. You have this kid who has... He does nothing. You have crying baby that
1: is just fucking everything
3: up from the moment. It makes
2: its entrance.
1: I will say, I mean, she jumped into the corn, which was pretty big.
2: Yeah, it seemed a little poorly thought out, but it was also totally a sacrifice. Yeah. I look at it as like, it's the same as if you cheat on your wife, and then you afterwards are like oh man i really love my wife i shouldn't have done that you still cheated on her. <laughs> so the daughter's like i'm gonna run away and then she's like ah, i shouldn't have run away she still did it
3: <laughs> yeah, but she's a
2: kid i mean she's yeah, not I gonna
3: mean, be making she's impulsive yeah she's not gonna be making all of the most reasonable choices um but i think that again at her heart it was i want to be with my family and so you get that at the end um which again the worst <laughs> but it
1: at i mean least. you definitely get at the end i agree but i think and i think all of her behavior is very normal teenage stuff mm-hmm. but yeah i don't think she was looking to i don't know until her brother was in trouble looking to like protect anyone because she wasn't helping her mom and wasn't yeah hi hi yeah yeah
2: yeah all right guys is there anything else pertinent that anybody wants to get across because i think we're we, we've gotten pretty deep into it and we've been talking for a while. Okay so I mean clearly this movie has its problems but I also don't feel like it's bad yeah it's like everything about it is so mediocre like my issue with it most of the content of the movie is stolen from other movies but it did a good job stealing <laughs> from those movies so it's not like the movie's garbage it's just uh, really unnecessary <laughs> okay. yeah alright guys so let's wrap it up uh, thank you All for coming. Thank Thank you, Chad. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, Sandy. Thanks. (laughs) Um, and thank you for listening, whoever you are. And uh if you
1: Thanks, John. (laughs) (laughs) What do people have send it to him, he'll listen.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What to have people have to look forward to in the future? What's coming up? You look very excited about something. What is it?
3: Truth or dare. Truth or dare.
2: Oh Jesus. Is that next week? okay we're gonna truth do a or truth, or truth or dare episode or dare. nicole seems very excited about it <laughs> <laughs> am... it looks it
1: looks it looks fun oh god <laughs> it looks so bad
3: I you know. know it, looks it. <laughs> <laughs> it looks terrible i think it's gonna
2: be
1: great
2: <laughs> well sandy you're a welcome back if you want to do truth or dare also <laughs> uh Okay, guys, if you want to listen to any of our other episodes, they're at SoundCloud.com slash Watching Machine. They're also anywhere else you can get podcasts like Stitcher, Google Play, or iTunes. Our uh, Twitter for the time being is Twitter.com slash Watching Machine with no G at the end of watching. And uh, that's it. Please come back. Yeah, for the next, for for the... the... Masterpiece that will be truth or dare. (laughs) I dare you. (laughs) I dare you to skip it. (laughs) You die. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Bye.